Tuning you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Hey. Oh, hey, everybody. We're all surprised. We're, right, right. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. in an empty conference room again. So With the bad lighting, yeah. I might add. Well, that's okay. We don't, we don't have a green lighting okay. or anything. We'll figure it out someday. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. yeah. But we are here because it's the last day of Bertha University, and we've been hanging out in Orlando, hanging out with Frank Price, yeah, who you can see right, there right, down, preparing for the main section. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's been good. Really good conversation, oh, good man. engagement from everybody. Listen. I ran birthday parties for, I don't know, 13, 14 years. And I have to tell you, being at this university, I picked up some really good nuggets that I had never even considered before. So I'm kind of like doing this to myself. Why didn't I do this sooner? Like, it's good to be here and get some other uh, people's opinions on what you're doing with birthday parties and another perspective on how you're operating. So I highly recommend it. There's been, and there's even even the other owners and operators that are here. It's been a good mix of new owners and operators, people who are just open, people who've been open for 10 years. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's really good mix and they're all learning and they're all contributing and it's been good. And the other thing that I've really enjoyed too is that there's sponsors here as well and it's great because you get some really intimate time with the sponsors to have some mm-hmm. further discussions so we've been able to ask them more in-depth questions yeah. and really kind of pick their brains about some things that they're yeah. seeing that are helpful in business so yeah, yeah. it's been great. Cool. Uh, all right well so we'll jump into the rundown here so the first one I want to talk about is uh, Melbourne, 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 I don't know how you say it from Australia, but Melbourne, I'm going Melbourne. to say it like an American, Melbourne. is now home to the Unco Museum. Mm-hmm. And the Unco Museum, Sticky. yeah, yeah, is an immersive and interactive experience with a focus on cute poo. Mm-hmm. So Unco is poop in J- Japanese, um, but it's used typically by kids. It's meant for more like doo-doo or caca, like, you know, uh, how kids like, or like fun poop. Like, yeah, sort of like, well, I mean, Dudo is still like, sure. it's still like poop, but it's like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. And it's more like the kid version. It also can be used in like they say shit. It's like, you know, uncle, you know, kind of, kind of thing too. Oh, so right on. yeah. Like a new swear word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the exhibit is in the Japanese kawaii style. And so it's a colorful space with light, you know, with light walls, games, displays, installations, and photo opportunities. And, you know, this, they basically have all different types of places like crappy game corner and a kawaii poop themed Unko factory shop. And so I've got a couple of pictures here, like clearly, you know, it's in Melbourne, so it's Australia, but like, yeah. you know, they also had a pop-up museum that was uh, basically a successful tour through Japan. So this was a pop-up museum initially, and now it's found a permanent home in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at some of these pictures, it really reminded me, we went in New York to the ice cream museum and it really reminded me of that. So like, basically you're going around a lot of selfie things, you're interacting. Now, the one difference between the ice cream museum is we did get a chance to eat ice cream. You don't eat poop. So that's good. So that's that's good. You know, good to know. Yeah. You don't have to worry about having to eat that. But like here they're in a, like a ball pit. It's like a foam pit, but they're all poop shaped, like cute little Mm -hmm. poop shaped things. Yes. And so what I found interesting though, Australia must have a thing about poop because they're already home to a poo museum. The Pooseum is in Richmond, Tasmania. So they already have that. And, you know, it's dedicated to all things poo, you know, according to the website. And so Anyway, I, I just thought that was super, you know, super odd that they have like now Unco Museum, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they also have the Pusi. But you know what? I think sometimes that new businesses can stem from that because they see an idea that's really worked that people are interested and excited mm-hmm. in. And they're like, oh, hey, I'll take that and do a different spin to it. So, you know, yeah, yeah. poop away. Yeah, poop away. <laughs> we, we all have no problem with that. Well, that's, you know. Do you have to leave a deposit before you leave? Like, is that part of the stipulation? I, 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 don't know. I mean, they have a bunch of toilets here, so I don't mm-hmm. know what those are for, you know? So maybe yeah. they're, they're there to leave a deposit. You're assigned, you're assigned one, you yeah. know, assigned a number. Yeah. Not sure. So, oh, well, it looks fun. They did a great job of uh, theming that out. The colors are great. It was, yep. you know, what a great way to introduce people to, I don't know, so biology of poop. Yeah, I guess. And I'm not sure it's an actual museum. I think it's just like a way exactly. to like go and have fun pictures, yeah. that kind of thing. So, okay. anyway, maybe cool. you'll learn a little bit about it. But I think yeah. you could just read the book, Everybody Poops, and you'd be just fine. So. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And learn how to poop properly. All, All right. right. Okay. So, if we're flushing down, yeah, well, let's leave. We, we need to ingest something before okay. we do that. And so, this is really exciting news for everybody that loves going to Universal and loves Mario stuff. On February 15th, Universal is going to be opening up a new cafe inspired by Mario Luigi. Princess Peach and the gang. It's called the Power Up Cafe. I'm going to pull it up on screen here so we can kind of see some pictures. This is the outside of the cafe now. Um, now, it's going to be located in the upper lock by the park's entrance, and it's going to sell snacky bites and bubbly drinks for your enjoyment. And Universal said they want guests to be able to come through the park and power up their day, right? And obviously, uh, add to all the marrow that's already going on at their locations, right? So the store is decorated with the, the iconic symbols of the Super Nintendo video game universe. And you can see here, they've got the uh, the, the star power up, the, the, pl- the flower, the fire flower on here. This is on the outside. Then on the inside, you can kind of get a long view here of some of the other power-ups. And on the back wall, of course, you can see, you know, the, the mushroom, the fire flower, the superstar, and all the question mark blocks with the forked pipes and the piranha plants and stuff, right? Now, inside the cafe, this is this gets me excited, is that their tasty mm-hmm. treats include a fire flower-shaped salt pretzel served with a trio of dipping sauces. You can get yellow mustard. You can get chipotle cheese and white queso. Uh, there's two kinds of different calzones they have, you can see here. So they are going to have ones that are filled with pepperoni and sausage, as well as a vegetarian version with spinach, mushrooms, and pesto. Uh, they also have popcorn topped with edible glitter, which I couldn't find a picture of that sounds really cool yeah. to be honest with you and then they're gonna have some carbonated beverages and i thought they really did a cool idea here they put those boba uh bobules in the bottom of them which totally mm-hmm. matches the the power-ups to me so i think it looks super cute and then they also have these 3d printed sugar cubes you can see down there in the right hand corner and you take these sugar cubes and you drop them into your drink and they dissolve as you're drinking them mm-hmm. but i they think they like swirly colors all or they just dissolve sugar i think they just yeah. dissolve sugar okay. into your okay. drink so you need more sugar in your sugar. I know you okay. need to be, right. double, double up the sugar. You know, if you're going to do the sugar, you might as well just go for it, right? And just yep. get right in there, right? They'll help you poop better. Yeah, exactly. So, so in addition to the Power Up Cafe, I mean, uh, there's also the Toadstool Cafe now at Universal, and they also have a dedicated Super Nintendo kiosk right outside of the world. So, I mean, you can't miss this. If you go to yeah. Universal, you have to grab something from one of these cafes. Yeah, that's interesting. So those were actually calzones that you were showing earlier? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I know. Need it. The colors yeah. and, like, the, the stuff inside. Yeah, I, I thought they were. I thought they were cookies. Actually, the first uh, time I saw them. Right. So, mm-hmm. All right. All very cool. So uh, there's a new place opening up in West Fargo, North Dakota. I feel like mm-hmm. we talked about a number of different places that are opening up in Fargo and in North Dakota area, and I just still continually wonder how things are planning to open in a place places that have such low population. So Levitt, uh, so Wells Fargo, North Dakota. Excuse me, West Fargo, North Dakota has forty thousand people, roughly. So rounding up to forty thousand. And there's a new place going to be opening up in May called Levity. 
And Levity is a arcade and tumble gym. And they'll also house a pizza and ice cream parlor. So pizza and ice cream. And tumble gym, they say, will be targeted at children aged eight and under. And then the arcade will be aimed at teenagers and families. And, and, and they said that it's designed to allow parents and children of varying ages to engage in active play and amusement in one place. And so I just want to ask, like, you know, what is your immediate thought when you think about attraction mix? Well, it scares me <laughs> yeah. because I know that that's not going to work. You know, yeah. you do want something for the whole family, but you can't just have two separate attractions like that. You yeah. have to have multiple mixes of things and things that the families can actually do together as one attraction. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, you're not going to go there with your 12-year-old and your 8-year-old no. and say, no. hey, 12-year-old, you go play the arcades and, hey, 8-year-old, you go play the tumble gym and his parents were just going to, like, what, sit in between? Right. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So no. like, it's a weird thing for me. So either well, be focused on attractions for the younger kids or do something that all all ages of family can play together if you really want to do that. But don't try to have a separated line between your different attractions. It's like, to me, combining elementary school with middle school. And we know that that does not mix at right. all. Right, exactly. The kids are different. They're rowdy. You can't, the behavior and the interaction just doesn't work. Yep. And then you're going to have to enforce that 12-year-old from going into the tumble gym as well. Because mm-hmm. they're going to want to. Right, because they're going to yes. want to. And you know, I, my son works at, uh, he's a birthday party host at, a, at mm-hmm. an attraction. I'm not going to say the name. But like they have problems sometimes when when like middle schoolers come in and then all the middle schoolers who are 13, 14 are climbing around in all the jungle gym areas and like doing things they shouldn't do yeah. with all the little kids. And like just those things don't mix together. And mm-hmm. so I just really struggle with this. And I get that to try to do something for the community. But when you're doing a tumble gym and then here's the other thing. I looked at what else is available in West Fargo and there's a sky zone. So first of all, like if like why do like you have such a limited population and I know a tumble gym is a disguise zone, but a sky zone has trampolines and has ninja course and it has climbing walls and has other things. And maybe it's a second gen sky zone. It's not a you know, third gen, but it's going to have different attractions that kind of meet that climbing, tumbling right. so, you know, need. And then they also have a zoo, which that doesn't mean anything, but like they have a number of attractions already in this small area mm-hmm. to try to do that. Like build an arcade and do something else if you really feel like you need to do something. But mm-hmm. the tumble gym thing was lost on me. Yeah, I know. I think people get really passionate about their ideas and then yeah. they stop to look at it. The, they don't look at the data enough to actually determine. And they, it's sad. They invest all their money into something and mm-hmm. it might even work for the first little bit, but it doesn't have any long term viability. And it's, yeah. a, it's a sad situation. So no, totally agree. I, I, hope, I hope that doesn't happen to them, though. But. I mean, no, we, we always want I mean, this is why. We, so this is why we have these conversations, because we want these we want centers to succeed. We want people who are in this industry to do well and to try to find things. and find right. and like So every time we have a criticism about something, it's t- typically because we're trying to motivate around getting things to be, you know, getting this industry to, and, to improve. And honestly, if we're wrong, we want to know and we mm-hmm. want your feedback on yeah. this. So please let yeah. us know. Leave your, leave, leave, leave comments on wherever you happen to be watching this or go to our discord and let's have an open discussion in, in a discourse inside the discord mm-hmm. as well. We really want to, again, lift everybody up. That's the whole reason that we're right. doing this thing. Right. Absolutely. Now, do you have pictures of this place to show? Um, no, thank you for asking. I don't have pictures. <laughs> Because they've started to get press and they've put their, their, their name out there, their attraction mix out there. And you think that you could go to a website and get some basic pictures and understand what they're all about. But they don't have a effing website. They don't have an effing website. They're opening in May. They're already doing press. And you're open in three months from now. You should absolutely have a website and this is this is my rant, my standard know, rant. And but some of you don't, you know, maybe not have listened to the past episode of this mm-hmm. rant. So it's important. If you're going to open, if you started construction, your website should match the rest of your facility. So if you're 
if your building is under construction, then your website should be under construction and should be live right. and should be like, and if you're even getting close to some sort of concept of a soft opening or you're beginning to hire or anything yes. else, then your website better damn well be live and running with some sort of pop-up or form that people can fill in their information, mm-hmm. either pre-purchase an mm-hmm. admission or sign up for more information when you're open, like start collecting that data, start getting things out there. Because if you're not doing that, then you're wasting so much time and money sure. and opportunity. Well, and you know, this is something that Brendan and I've actually been talking about because we see this way too often. And so we want to dive into this and get a better understanding of why does this wow. happen so yeah. frequently that you don't have a website, but you've already advertised out there. I mean, there's got to be some weird pattern of something that's occurring here that we're just not seeing. So yeah, I really want to understand that. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think it just comes down to naivety or something where they get excited or they, they're focused on the development of their, you know, things that can be time consuming and all consuming. Like they're focused on that. And they don't think about the digital and marketing side. Like, mm-hmm. but if you build it, they will not always come and right. you have to market right. things in advance. And the sooner you can start marketing your site or your, your location, the better. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So <laughs> new place I found that does actually have a website. So we need to yeah. excited about yeah. this. This place is actually really cool. It's a neat new kind of mini golf kind of place. And I've never seen this before. Do you know? No, I haven't. So, no, okay. this is the first time I've seen this. Stuff it's in the UK, of course, because everything fun is always in the UK. Well, I think really into the mini golf in the UK. And like, really into mini golf. Super innovative yeah. there. So it's called Putt Above Mini Golf. And this is how I lead into it. Do you ever get annoyed when you're playing mini golf and you have to wait for the group in front of you to play out the hole? Oh, all the like, time. Oh. We skip, we'll go around yeah. and come back and play the hole later. Okay. All the time. Well, Putt Above has a solution for that. So this is a mini golf game where you get a hole all to yourself. You're not waiting for anyone in front of you to putt. And the game's on the whole change. So it's kind of similar to the axe throwing concept mm-hmm. or the dart concept where it's all kind of digital. Uh, but with this mini golf game, there's a bunch of different games you can select and play through and change. And everybody gets a turn. So it's kind of like bowling. You sign up, you put your name in, and then uh, the, the system calls you up when it's your turn. It tracks what score you actually got on that hole. Mm. And then you can kind of sit back, enjoy your beverage, have some snacks while your friends are kind of going up to it. Now, I have a little video here that will play. So let's pull this onto stage. And here we go. This kind of walks through the whole facility. It doesn't show on here, but they actually have this new interactive shuffleboard as well, which is super nifty. Yeah, we've been seeing more innovation happening with shuffleboard as we've seen the darts and yeah. obviously it's growing and everything else. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, they have a lot more in their facility besides just golf, but I think the, the golf is really innovative because I've never, I haven't seen anything like this yet. Yeah, and so hopefully you're getting a good sense, there you go, of what these golf things actually look like. There you go. Okay, so but one of the other things that I wanted to call out on this was uh, was was the uh, theming that they've done, right? So in addition to the new, unique play, the concept that they've built up here is really kind of cool and unique. And I'm going to pull their website actually onto the stage. Let me just pull this off because what they've done is they've actually created this really cool narrative and a really kind of a storyline to go along mm-hmm. with how the the putting works. So here you go. Uh, we'll go to, if we go to their website, you can go over here to the home and let's pull up. Okay, come on. Oops. Yeah. First of all, while you're doing that, I mean, I think one of the things you're not seeing here too, is they've got a really good storyline 
Um, so there's a whole reason why they've done, why, why this exists. And there's like this special, there's this guy who's their mascot and he's the one that came over during prohibition and started this. Like there's a whole storyline right. that, uh, that they've done really well. And so, so you can see here what they've done is I click on the storyline and we'll pull it up and you can see they've gone through and they've actually given descriptions of it. Oh, it's not loading very quickly. Sorry guys. But um, all the different characters that play into this, how it was built. And there's gotta be an underlying theme here. I mm -hmm. bet some of this is, uh, you know, associated with the people that actually put money into this business and who they are and, what how this actually works but it scrolls all the way down to the bottom and includes different characters and then talks about how this facility was actually built also on here which i thought was super cool is if you go to their food and drink experience everything on their menu you can see here is is uh themes to the same theme so you've got the gunpowder proof that you can get ball on chain housekeepers hangover for drinks and then you've got some tasty food in here so some classic hot dog stuff some veggie spring rolls and different snacks but what i love about it is that they've made the pricing so simple so you see all the cocktails here are eight dollars each uh, or actually this is eight euros each and then the tasty food is either between 550 or 650 in euros for everything that you're buying here i thought what a cool simple way to actually uh deliver a menu yeah, I, I really like the simplicity around the pricing. So it makes it very easy. I know exactly like, okay, I can get any cocktail, any beer, any wine, all this price. And what I also like about it is it forces on the menu, on the menu development side and on your uh, food selection and everything else, it forces you to be very specific about what elements you're using to make your food because That's you right. want to maintain a certain margin, but yet at the same time, know that your, your, uh, your menu item has to be eight dollars well, that limits what you can do, and you have to get really creative with how you can combine different elements in order to keep that price point set. So I really, really like that. Um, one of the things, that video was okay, but like you didn't get a chance. We were looking at some other videos yesterday of the actual gameplay with the, with the mini golf, because to give you guys an idea, it is basically like you rent out a like an axe throwing bay or, or you know, like a dark bay, like, you know, you, and you have like a whole thing and you basically play a nine hole course or an 18 hole course. I don't know how many holes specifically, but you play the course, but it just cycles through very similar to what you would do with a, an actual like golf, golfing bay or like a sports simulator bay, mm -hmm. but you're doing it on a physical course. There's multiple holes, it's projection mapped. And you, it, it, each one is a very different experience and different goals that you're supposed to try to get and different points you can win. So this yeah. system is really interesting. And we've actually tried to find, I can't find who it. is the developer of the actual game system, because it seems to be, if this is only their second location, that they wouldn't develop this on their own. If they did, that's fucking incredible. And I want to like find a way to buy from them because yeah. they're, their mini golf uh -huh. mini golf system is so unique i've never seen anything like it yeah i really like it too and i wish we had better pictures they they haven't if i have to critique one thing they haven't done a really good job of actually showing off the uniqueness of the system yeah. now you can jump onto their instagram but again there was really i couldn't even pick one that i enjoyed as much to show the overall facility as well as how the mini golf yeah. works so, yeah totally but pop on there and watch a bunch of their posts it's at putabove.co.uk um, that's their website and then put above there's for that on instagram and you'll find oh, more yeah. documentation yeah, and videos there yeah, totally. So anyway, well, that wraps things up. You can see put, uh, the, uh, the, yeah. the Birthday yeah. University is getting ready to get started here shortly. So uh, anyway, all you LBXers, it's been great talking with you from Orlando. And we've got one more day, at least in Orlando, with two, with the two of us together. Yes. We're going to find someplace fun for tomorrow's yes, recording. Yes, yes. Yeah. So maybe we'll do it at the IAPA headquarters or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Anyway, with that being said, stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, guys.